Sakanukurotpatirahritsaroruham Visrijatasyanucharanudayudan Ahansamastan nakashastrapani bhir Dordanda yutonu patana sahasrasaha Nakanu korot patita hritsaroruham Visrijatasyanu charanu dayudhan Ahan samastan nakashastrapani bhir Turdanda yutonu patan sahasra Ladies Nakanu korot pyatita hritvaroham Vishrijatasyanu charanu dayudhan Ahan samastan nakashastrapani bhir Turdanda yutonu patan sahasra sahab Naka ankur by the pointed nails Utpatita torn out Hrisaroruham whose heart which was like a lotus flower Visrija living aside Tasya of him Anucharan the followers soldiers and bodyguards Udayudhan having raised weapons mm. Ahan he killed Samastan all Nakashastrapani P with his nails and other weapons in his hands. Purdanda Yutaha having unlimited arms. Anupatan the attendants of Hiranyakashipu. Sahasasaha by thousands. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, who had many, many arms, first uprooted Hiranyakashipu's heart and threw him aside and turned toward the demon soldiers. These soldiers had come in thousands to fight with him with raised weapons and were very faithful followers of Hiranyakashipu. But Lord Nishringadev killed all of them merely with the ends of his nails. Hmm. 
purport. Since the creation of the material world, there have been two kinds of men, the devas and the asuras. The devas are always faithful to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whereas the asuras are always atheists who defy the supremacy of the Lord. At the present moment, throughout the entire world, the atheists are extremely numerous. They are trying to prove that there is no God and that everything takes place due to combinations and permutations of material elements. Thus the material world is becoming more and more godless and consequently everything is in a disturbed condition. If this continues, the Supreme Personality of Godhead will certainly take action, as he did in the case of Hiranyakashipu. Within a second, Hiranyakashipu and his followers were destroyed. And similarly, if this godless civilization continues, it will be destroyed in a second, simply by the movement of one finger of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The demons should therefore be careful and curtail their godless civilization. They should take advantage of the Krishna consciousness movement and become faithful to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Otherwise, they are doomed. As Hiranyakashipu was killed in a second, the godless civilization can be destroyed at any moment. Om Agyanatimirandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Sri Guruve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakada Mahiyam Dadatis Fapadantikam Mukam Kaloti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Garim Yad Kripa Tamaham Bande Sri Gurum Dinatavinam So, <clears throat> a couple of points here. First point is Hare Krishna. There are two classes of people. Two classes of people. <clears throat> one starts with an A and one starts with a D. Right? <clears throat> or if in English it's D and D, but in Sanskrit it's A and D. Right? So what is it? What's, what's the description of that starts with A? What is that? Asura. Yes, Asura. And Asura means what? A demon. Yes, a demon. And <clears throat> how does Prabhupada describe the demons with another word that starts with A? Atheist, yes, atheist, atheist, yeah. Demon is a very strong word, right? Very strong word. In fact, Prabhupada, uses, <laughs> Prabhupada makes quite a few strong statements here, very strong. Okay, so what is the name of, what's D in Sanskrit? Deva. Yeah. And so we get from Deva, what do we get in English? What's the word? Demigod. Demigod. Ooh, okay, yeah, it could be. But in this context, in the in the purport, what does Prabhupada say? Devotee. devotee. Yeah, devotee. Deva. 
and devotee, they go together. Very similar root, right? The word deva is in devotee. <laughs> so, two types of personalities, the deva and the asura, the, the, the atheist and the devotee. And Prabhupada describes the qualifications here of the atheist and the devotee. <clears throat> what is the quality of the, of the atheist that Prabhupada describes in the purport? What does he say? They're always trying to deny the existence of God. Always trying to deny the existence of God. In fact, they get great pleasure out of belittling the beliefs of the devotees. Right? There are hours and hours and hours of personalities on YouTube decrying the existence of God with many arguments and... Uh, <clears throat> Prabhupada says here, the material energy Combinations and permutations of material energy make up the creation. So they have many combinations and permutations of arguments decrying or denying the existence of God. Very much because the uh, nature of uh, God, shall we say, the supreme as opposed to the to the limited material creation is, is transcendental or beyond the sense perception of the atheists and the demons. Very difficult to perceive that which is above and beyond the material using material facilities. Not possible actually. And because their material senses and their material minds and intelligence are limited by the encagement, you know, we're trapped in the material realm. We're spiritual by nature, but constrained very much by the material energy. And very difficult using material means to approach that which is not material, which is purely spiritual. Approaching the spiritual requires spiritual means, not material means. Uh, so because of that, those material constraints, then very difficult for the atheists to come to terms with the existence of something which is beyond their perception, right? beyond material perception. But the devotees, the devatas, they always, what does Prabhupada say here? The devas are always faithful to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Whereas the Asuras are always atheists who defy the supremacy of the Lord. And Hiranyakashipu is the archetypal, he's the, he's the you know, the Adi demon, right? Not the only one, but certainly <laughs> I think Hiranyakashipu is high up on the list of, <laughs> of demons, right? Defiant. decrying the existence of God. And, and as Krishna points out, you know, uh, 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 Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita points out, you know, uh, he is the time factor and he destroys everyone. Right? So in this case, graphically just demonstrates his role, his position, his supremacy by destroying the demon, Hiranyakasipu. Mm. 
So then Prabhupada makes an interesting point. At the present moment, throughout the entire world, the atheists are extremely numerous. Uh, extremely numerous. They are trying to prove that there is no God and that everything takes place due to combinations and permutations of material elements. Mm. So, um, this, this uh, material perception of the creation and the lack of spiritual um, understanding the lack of understanding of purpose, actually, of identity and purpose. Everybody's identifying on the bodily platform. And, and you know, we have the Chinese, we have the Americans, we have the Australians, we have the Japanese, the North Koreans, the South Koreans. You know, and, and as, as a result of this bodily identification, a lot of conflict. Huh? Um, and, and um, you know, posturing, threatening, these are, these are the symptoms of the demons. Bodily identification, a lot of posturing and threatening and fighting. Which is one of the ways that Krishna destroys the demons, right? He doesn't have to do it, they destroy themselves. Because <laughs> huh? of this mentality, the combative mentality and the, the bodily, what is it? Ishwaraham Mahambogi, right? I am the controller and I'm the enjoyer. He is my enemy, right? And I will destroy him. Right? That's what Prabhupada says here. The demons should therefore be careful and curtail their godless civilization. Otherwise, they are doomed. Right? Everybody's doomed, ultimately, in one sense. Right? None of us are going to. None of us are going to come out of here alive. <laughs> At least if we're related to the body, because the body is always subject to change and ultimately subject to destruction. Our body's not going to last forever. But it's, it's interesting, what Prabhupada says here. People are becoming more and more godless and Consequently, there's, it, there's, it's a disturbed condition, right? He upadrutaha, as mentioned in the Bhagavatam, in the, in the first canto of the Bhagavatam, in the second chapter, that especially in this age, that everybody is short-lived, right? Short-lived and not very intelligent, not very perceptive, especially when it comes to spiritual understanding. People don't have a deep understanding of spirituality, of, of being, and, it, and it's very simple, being able to discriminate between matter and spirit. It's not very complicated. Our basic philosophy is very straightforward. Uh, the material creation is made up basically of two elements, the material and the spiritual energies. Well, and of course, above that is the supreme controller. <clears throat> so very, very difficult for those who are absorbed in external activities to discriminate between the matter and, and spirit. And of course this is 
this is one of the reasons why we why we chant Hare Krishna is by chanting Hare Krishna we're able to through the purification of the mind and the senses and the intelligence we're able to see the difference between matter and spirit able to appreciate the existence of the the spiritual through direct perception right? Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita Raja Vidya Raja Guyam this is the king of education the king of learning and at the same time most secret and confidential right Raja Guhyam means very confidential so even though there are instructions in the Vedas there's instructions in the Bhagavatam there's instructions in the Bhagavad Gita there's instructions in the writings of the Acharyas especially for us the Goswamis on how to apply this process and do it scientifically Prabhupada says right even it's interesting this canto of the Bhagavatam is called the science of God right and Prabhupada's definition of science is basically you apply an experiment to get the same result so we apply the chanting of Hare Krishna right? in a particular way in a prescribed fashion was it Sankhya Puravakanamagana Nati Bhi. This is the example of the Goswamis. Right? Sankhya means by counting. I, I remember recently there was somebody on, um, was it Instagram or Facebook, who was saying, This is nonsense, this chanting of Hare Krishna. Where does Krishna talk about chanting japa in the Bhagavad Gita? <laughs> Although, what is, isn't there, isn't there, what's that, there's a verse in the Bhagavad Gita, isn't there? Um, uh, um, what is it, what's that verse? Of sacrifices, I am the chanting. Of Japa, isn't it? What's that? Yes, Jagyanam Japa Jagyosmi. Right? So it is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. Of course, not 16 rounds. Because <laughs> it doesn't say 16 rounds. But of course, there's so much literature and so much. Uh, so many prescriptions, especially from Rupa Goswami. You know, in, in, in the uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, so many prescriptions of how to apply devotional service practically within our lives. Right? But inaccessible for the demons. They read it, but they can't understand it. It is too, too bewildering. Too, uh, um, challenging almost and, and also because um, within the scripture of the devotees there's always a personal description of the personality of Godhead right it's always presented in, in a way that challenges the atheist because even though the atheist may admit or appreciate that there's an energy and a power and a potency that pervades everything, right, they think of the Supreme as impersonal right, rather than as a person. So when they hear about the descriptions of the personality, they become very disturbed and upset. They can't, they can't understand him at all. So, uh, here Prabhupada says, Thus 
the material world is becoming more and more godless. And consequently, everything is in a disturbed condition. Then Prabhupada says, if this continues, the Supreme Personality of Godhead will certainly take action, as he did in the case of Aranyakasipu. Within a second, Hiranyakashipu and his followers were destroyed. And similarly, if this godless civilization continues, it will be destroyed in a second. Simply by the movement of the finger of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, you know, one of the uh, um, moods of the demons is they're convinced about their own importance of their own prowess, right? I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. The Prabhupada says here, simply by a movement of the finger, which is inconsequential, right, really. If you move your finger, what happens? What happens if you move your finger? Huh? What happens when you move your finger, a oh boy? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nothing. Well, not a lot. Huh? A bit more happens if we use our hand, right? But just moving a finger, not much happens, right? We usually use our finger for not, not very consequential actions, <laughs> right? Unless you, unless you happen to be the President of the United States and you've got the button to press the nuclear weapon, right? But of course that's going to, that's going to destroy everything, right? Quite interesting. So easily Krishna can destroy everything just by a flick of his finger. And he doesn't even necessarily have to do it himself. Huh? So, uh, Prabhupada says here, the demons should therefore be careful and curtail their godless civilization. Right? They should take advantage of the Krishna consciousness movement and become faithful to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Otherwise they are doomed. Very interesting. As Aranyakasipu was killed in a second, the godless civilization can be destroyed at any moment. You know, the, the, the Russian uh, armament have got these huge bombs. They created it. It's never been used in war, right? It's never actually been used as a, it's more a deterrent. But it's a huge bomb. If it goes off 160 kilometer radius, everything is destroyed. Huh? Did you know that? So drop a few of those bombs around the place and it'll be a disaster. Now, of course, Prabhupada's not necessarily stating, that, but that's a fairly obvious conclusion. That Krishna himself doesn't need to personally destroy these personalities, the, the demons. They'll do it themselves. But of course... He can also uh, intervene. And, and it's interesting, Prabhupada says here, we should take advantage. Everybody should take advantage of the Krishna consciousness movement. You know, this is, this, this is our, our responsibility, actually. And what's the main, what's the main weapon of the devotees? Sango Pangashta Parashadam. What's our main weapon? 
Sankirtan, yes, yeah, Sankirtan. Yeah, Sankirtan and Prashadam. Huh? If you have a, any religious event, should be followed by Prashadam. Huh? But Sankirtan, chanting, uh, very simple. Very, it's, it's the process of Krishna consciousness is actually very simply performed. Huh? Not very complicated. In essence, of course, you know, there are many details. Many, many details. As described by Rupa Goswami in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. But in the 64 items of devotional service, Sankirtan is one of the items. And the item emphasized by Lord Chaitanya. The Sankirtan. That song by Bhaktivinoda called Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, Gora Chandra Bole. Huh? And the description in the song is Lord Chaitanya wakes early in the morning and then he goes out on Harinam. Huh? And there's a, there's a description how Lord Chaitanya is wearing ankle bells. Right? Nupura, isn't it? Nupura? Yeah. So why is Lord Chaitanya wearing ankle bells? Wake everyone up, yeah. Yeah, wake everybody up. By his what? What is he doing? Waking everybody up. Yeah, he's chanting, but he's also banging his ankle. You know, when the girls do their Bharat Natyam performances, they wear ankle bells, right? And they go, chung, 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 chung. Makes a nice sound. So Lord Chaitanya wears ankle bells. <clears throat> I don't think any of us are going to be wearing ankle bells on <laughs> But powerful, really, really powerful activity. The chanting of Hare Krishna is one of the prime means by which the devotees can make an impact on the demons. Right? Because involuntarily they're engaged in devotional service. Right? It's, it's not voluntary. That's why some, when we used to go on Harinam, don't see it very often these days. But, you know, people would hear the chanting of Hare Krishna and then they just put their hand, they'd, oh! Huh? Have you seen it? Do people do that these days? No? You haven't seen it? That means we're not going out enough. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we're not going out enough. But by that sound vibration, imperceptibly the hearts of the, the non-devotees are being changed. Imperceptibly. Right? And the devotees, you know, I mentioned this many times, the, the devotees in New York would go to the park. What was the name of the Tompkins Square Park? Right, that was where the first sankirtan was performed in the in America, at least by the by the uh, Iskon devotees. And the street vendors would get upset. Right, you're disturbing our business. Go away. Stop chanting Hare Krishna. Right? But the devotees would go every week and, and um, perform the Sankirtan. But then after a while they concentrated on book distribution. But then one festival they came back to the park and the vendors were saying, Hey, where have you been? We missed you. Why aren't you chanting Hare Krishna? You're the Hare Krishna movement. Why are you chanting Hare Krishna? <laughs> right? 
So they got to like the chanting of Hare Krishna instead of telling the devotees go away. They said, hey, why aren't you chanting Hare Krishna anymore? Right? So the chanting of Hare Krishna is Krishna in a form of his holy name, in a form of the, the, the Nama Chintamani, right? The, the, the precious jewel of the holy name, super powerful to, that it enters into the ears of the hearer. And then from the ears, it then enters into the heart, right? Of the person and, and purifies that, that hearing. It's, it's mentioned in the, in the Bhagavatam. What is it? Srimbatam Svakata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana. So just as hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam is Punya, so hearing the holy name is also pious, Punya, and purifies the hearts and the minds of the hearer. Right? And this is the this is the preferred method, right, for purification, not being blown up by a, an atom bomb, uh, but rather by Krishna's mercy in the form of the holy name. This is our, this is our weapon, right? Krishna vanam twisha Krishnam sango pangastra pasadam. Yajnaya Sankitan Prayer Yajanti Hisu Medasaha The intelligent or even just a little intelligent persons engage in the Sankirtan it's purifying for us and it's purifying for everybody it's my phone's going off here Don't know who that is. So, in one sense, this is a big responsibility for us, is to vigorously perform the Harinam all everywhere, pretty much, as much as possible. If we want to have an impact and change the mood of society because Bhagavatam says e upadrutaha people are slow lazy when it comes to spiritual practice right so we we have to reawaken jeev jago so that's why Lord Chaitanya who is going out with his Sankirtan party and chanting Hare Krishna as the sun's rays were coming up. Could you imagine what would happen if we went around Albert Park at sunrise having Sankitan? What would happen? Huh? The neighbours will complain. Yeah, that's right. They'll complain. Hey, what are you waking us up for? Uh, instead of saying, Jai, Harry Bowl, let's go on Sankitan. Uh, Prabhupada gives the example of, you know, a person in a mode of ignorance, when it's time to get up, turn the light on, they say, oh, turn the light off, leave me alone, right? Don't disturb me. This is a mode of ignorance. So we go, we chant Hare Krishna at a more uh, later hour. So we don't disturb people, but people will be disturbed anyway if they're demons. They'll be disturbed at any time of the day. Right? <clears throat> when when I joined the temple, these windows were all open. Right? If you go outside, you can see the windows. But if you come in here, you look. Ooh, what happened to the windows? Uh, and, and uh, when, when, when we had Mongolati, we weren't, we weren't playing any instruments. It was just 
one person was clapping and singing and we're all whispering the Mongol Mongolati prayers. Samsara Dhavanalali. And the council had a uh, a caravan in the backyard measuring all the noise. Don't laugh. It was deadly serious. Deadly serious. Because they were, they were threatening to close the temple. So uh, I had a meeting with Balaram and he said, w what are you doing? I do we... Chinchar Ripper and I had packed up everything and hopped in the but the, the devotees in Melbourne went for a festival and um, we decided we were going to leave Adelaide and come to Melbourne and um, my first interview with Balaram he said what, what what did you do before I said I was a bricklayer's labourer uh, I worked at the zoo Adelaide Zoo he said good okay you can brick up all the windows <laughs> And, you know, I was thinking, well, I don't want to do that. That was material activity, right? But um, I had to learn very quickly that material activity becomes spiritual activity when you do it for Krishna. <laughs> and um, so I bricked up all the windows. And um, they've actually got glazing on the top. But that was when we put all of these arches in later, then that was all. You can see, if you look closely, you might not see it now because they've just painted it, but if you look at it over time, you can see the, the edge of the, where the boards are that bl block up the windows at the top. And, um, and, and, um, we had curtains all the way around the, the walls of the temple. Well, that was attempt to kind of keep the noise at that point, the noise contained. And then um, and I wasn't even, I wasn't initiated. I was in the, I remember I was in the deity room. I was shaking like a leaf, you know. <laughs> uh, and um, I remember I had a I'd made up a, I was in I was in the deity room in my dhoti and chudder <laughs> as if I was doing puja laying bricks <laughs> and uh, and um, I'd put a scaffolding in there was a, a scaffolding across the side of the wall there right? and um Oh, no, I think this was actually, I was plastering. I think I was plastering, actually. Put the, the bricks had been put in, but I had to plaster everything. And I was completely, you know, freaked out about the fact that I was in the deity room. And um, I'd put a mix of mortar on the, on the, um, on the scaffold. Right? And then it just tilt, it just tipped over, <laughs> and all of the mortar just went sploosh all across the floor. And oh, what's going on here? Because I was so nervous about being in the dead. Because a bit more relaxed now, but you know I didn't want to commit any offences. <laughs> but. Um, in, one, in some ways, the, and we see that with the example of Hiranyakasipu and Prahlad Maharaj, is the, the natural tension, if you like, between the Asuras and the Devatas. Right? The Devatas have strong faith in the existence of God of the transcendent, right? And the atheists have a strong faith in the non-existence of the, the spiritual or the transcendental or the personality, especially. The, the, they may, they may uh, have some appreciation or understanding of the power of the potency of the energy of the, 
the supreme, but he can't be a person. Huh? That. Uh, and so there's always going to be that tension. And 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 uh, uh, a devotee is transcendental even to that tension, knowing, especially for the, for the members of of uh, the Krishna consciousness movement, that the chanting of Hare Krishna it'll upset people. People will get disturbed, but over time it'll gradually purify, purify us, and elevate. It, will be elevated by that activity because it is challenging right? it is no doubt challenging to chant Hare Krishna but it's the it's the recommended process and is exemplified is is um, is um, practiced by Krishna himself right? Lord Chaitanya appeared not as the supreme personality of Godhead right but he appeared as a devotee to teach by example how to make advancement how to make progress uh, and so how does he what's the methodology that he teaches and how does he demonstrate right Thai Prabhupada gives you the example sometimes the teacher demonstrates how to write or he'll guide the student how to write Right when we do the when we do what is it the vidyarumba? It's called vidyarumba, that that samskara, and the the pundit who's doing the samskara guides the child's hand how to write. Right, as the teacher, so Lord Chaitanya as the teacher sets the example to demonstrate to his followers, to his students, to his devotees, what the practice is. Right? You do it like this, you do it like that. Right? Why Lord Chaitanya instructed Rupa Goswami and Siddhartha Goswami to write so many books, demonstrate the authenticity or the, the, the rigour of bhakti and the practice of bhakti by writing books. And so Ripa and Sanatan Goswami have drawn, quote, you know, evidence uh, from various sources within the Vedas to support the basic practices of, of bhakti. And as exemplified by Lord Chaitanya, um, Sankirtan is recommended um, method for changing the mentality of the asuras to devatas, right? That's how we do it. Chanting Hare Krishna, very powerful. That's why we do it for ourselves, right? Why do we chant Hare Krishna? What's that? Yeah, purify, purify the heart and the mind. <clears throat> so we do it for ourselves, but we also do it for others. Huh? This is why we have the swing festival, right? The swing festival is not so much for us as it is for others. Huh? And the devotees are happy. When others are swinging the deities, then they're happy. Because right? they know they're being purified. And they're bringing, here, come and serve Krishna. Come and participate in the devotional atmosphere. Chanting Hare Krishna and serving the Lord. Well, that's quite, I was looking at people's faces last night. And also, you know, there was one gentleman who came along and not kind of stopped everything, put some flowers, and then just went. Because huh? we're rough, 
we're rough, uncouth Hare Krishnas, you know, we swing Krishna like he's going to have some fun, right? <laughs> Krishna's going to have fun if he swings here in Melbourne, that's for sure. In other places it's just, you know, it's all shanti, shanti, you know, just all peaceful. <laughs> Although we should be careful because, you know, we don't want, uh, we have to look at, protect also the deity. But powerful, very powerful, the chanting of Hare Krishna, uh, especially, that's our, that's the, uh, the ashtra, right, the weapon of Lord Chaitanya to create devotees from demons. Right? Very powerful, extremely powerful. Hare Krishna. Any comments or questions? Proceed. Hare Krishna, thank you Prabhu for a very nice class. Um, I have a question, like I have, I had a, uh, one colleague, he was atheist. Yeah. Um, but he was very good in his work, very sincere, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find any demonic qualities in him, so <laughs> how to understand it, like atheist? Uh, um, well, that's the, you found a quality then, didn't you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's an atheist. That means he's a demon. Yeah, that's why I, I tell this story many times. I used to go. We used to go on Harinam, and the devotees would say, one devotee would point out, "Oh, look at that guy. He's a real demon." And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, "How do you know? How could you tell?" Right? You can't just by looking at somebody, but you can see by their their behaviour and by what they say. You know what they do. That's indicative. There are indications from behaviour, right? And by how they speak, you know, Prabhupada says the most important quality of a man is how they speak, what they talk about. Of course, we test what they talk about by their actions, right? but the, the words of a person indicate their mentality, right? So we hear people speaking nonsense basically so we know they're nonsense right and we can see from their activities also no uh, no purpose in life well, except for sense gratification so that's generally not a good not a good look and why the devotees separate themselves asat sangatyag why they separate themselves from the materialistic mentality materialistic crowd if you like because of that the mentality can influence a devotee so uh, yeah externally may appear very um, together but have and 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 so if you are able to influence and change that person's mentality then they have naturally good qualities so they can actually quickly become uh, um, elevated, right? They can actually change people like that. So um, e externally or ostensibly good people, but with a con with a um, um, materialistic mentality. But if you can change that, it can be changed, right? And we change it by chanting Hare Krishna. Amazing. Yes. Well, that's the potency of what we do, or the potency of the Krishna consciousness movement is in chanting Hare Krishna. Of course, all of the other things. But the, the, the reason why chanting Hare Krishna, you know, you can't take the deities, you can't take the temple out to everybody, right? But we do that by just by taking the Mahamantra and walking around, right? That's the, that's the methodology. So, and that's portable, right? 
Very portable. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? Chant Hare Krishna. And make your life sublime. Can you ask one more question? Have a go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, like, at what stage one should go for the Harinam Sanketan? Is it like when he's going through the purification process or when he's becoming. Right away. Hmm? Right away. Now. Mm -hmm. Straight away. But isn't it at this stage, uh, for a person like of me, there is a, uh, a strong material allurement is there, like while doing Harinam Sanketan, also mind checks out, it does window shopping as well. So, you go on Harinam, not window shopping. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how to overcome that material allurement? Go on Harinam, practice. Mm. Mm. Because you see, the thing is, one should not, what happens is, you go from the material world to the spiritual world very quickly on Harinam. Very quickly. And so, and then you realize, whoa, this is powerful. Seen it many, many times. You know, you, you, you start off chanting Hare Krishna a little bit on the mental platform, right? But then, as soon as you get absorbed in the Mahamantra, then your consciousness is elevated. You're out of the material world and you see the impact that it has on everybody. And you feel it for yourself, right? Pratyakshavagamam damyam susukam katamavyam. I remember in my, oh, I guess 50, 50, early 50s, right? which was 15 years ago now, and um, I was in Perth, and um, we, we were, um, there was me and Yadu and Sita Ram and Bhakta Brian and a couple of other devotees. And so we were all, you know, in our definitely middle-aged or approaching old age. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh gosh, you know, here, we, here we're just a bunch of old Hare Krishnas. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to take us seriously? Huh? It's a little bit on the mental platform. But, and, and you know, um, none of us particularly good singers or anything. Uh, in fact, you know, some of us are not very good singers at all. <laughs> so I was thinking, whoa, what's going to happen here? But, you know, by the... By the time we got down the Hay Street Mall and you, go, you come down and you go around, there's another mall, there's kind of two streets that have been made into malls in the m middle of Perth, CBD. And, um, and there, there weren't very many of us, but then all of a sudden there was this crowd of 20 or 30 20-year-olds and, you know, students basically, I suppose. And they just started, they just got into the kirtan with us. Right? I was thinking, wow, well, far out. You know, it doesn't matter from the material perspective who, what age you are or whatever. Right? But the chanting of Hare Krishna it has potency. And so therefore, and so, you know, you're on the mental platform for a little while. But once you get into the chanting, then you're just elevated into the spiritual world. And it has, the holy name has its own potency, right? It acts in its own way. And, and many, ex, you know, many experiences like that. So, when should you go on Harinam? Straight away. Right? Why wait? What are you going to wait for? And, and, um, yeah, you know, and, and because of that, you know, our philosophy is there will be attraction to material things. 
Vishaya Vinivartante. Nira Harasya Dehina. You've got a material body, you've got senses. The senses are attracted to the objects of the senses. Is that right? Correct. When you walk down the street, what are you looking at? Deals. Sale. What things sale in yeah, what's for sale? <laughs> what's for sale? But when you're chanting Hare Krishna walking down the street, you're experiencing a, and you have an experience that's beyond shopping. <laughs> they say retail therapy, right? If you're feeling depressed, go and spend some money. <laughs> no, if you're feeling depressed, go and chant Hare Krishna. It, you'll be elevated. You'll, you'll be, you won't be distracted by the material things. Huh? And and um, you come home happy, right? From the spiritual platform, not from the fact that you bought something cheap, <laughs> something new or cheap. Yeah. Like um. A, a, a chincharupa took uh, one of her f young friends shopping yesterday. To buy some birthday presents and she was very happy and then um, I don't want to give away too much don't want to give away too many details but uh, the mum said because uh, the ginger river said oh I should take the younger son for shopping for his birthday too and his mum said you'll be happy with him because he likes Kmart <laughs> <laughs> he's easily pleased <laughs> Girls have a little bit more expensive taste. <laughs> but that kind of, you know, shopping therapy, retail therapy, ID, it's... And then, when, you know, when you look at your credit card and you go, oh, it's, the pain strikes back, right? The pleasure <laughs> has its bite in the tail when you have to pay the bills. But if you're chanting Hare Krishna, you're happy, everybody's happy, and um, you're not attracted. You get the higher taste, and that's our philosophy, right? All of us, because we're embodied, will be attracted to the objects of the senses, right? But if you get a higher taste by the performance of jagya, sankirtan jagya, by the performance of bhakti, then it's easy to... Um, rise above that natural lower tendency huh? so that's our that's our philosophy is we practically engage in devotional activities and that elevates us automatically even we don't know that it we, we don't know why it's happening or how it's happening but it, it we're being purified okay Kantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Gora Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Mahaprasadam ki jai, if there's any left. <laughs>